Hello, hello, and welcome to the eye test fantasy baseball at its fantasy baseballsiest. I am your host, uh, less a commentator, more of a host this episode, Bernie Thrasher. Joining along me, I have a uh, longtime podcast co host, uh, Ben, not Steinbrenner Steinheimer. Ben, how's it going? It's going. How are you doing? Oh, you know what? I'm tired as hell, man, but I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> also along with us, we got Mitch the Mayor Shapiro. What's going on? Hell yeah, Mitch. Way to, way to bring some energy to the pod. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> and uh, finally, we have a longtime listener, uh, now uh, you know, a current contributor, perhaps a, a full-time co-host, you never know, uh, Anna Payone. Anna, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Good to have you. Anna, for those listening, uh, big-time Mets fan. Uh, you know, Anna, t- t- tell the people about yourself. Uh, I live in New York from New Jersey originally. I started watching baseball a little bit in 2000 and then more seriously in 2006, which might have something to do with my Mets fandom. And uh, mm-hmm. I live pretty close to City Field now, so I love getting to games in person. Uh, and I like my lovable losers despite the foibles of the front office. Excellent. And I think you're going to bring a good energy to the pod because you've got the Mets fan hood. So we've got you with the NL East with Ben, who's got his Braves fan hood. And then, of course, we've got double New York with you and Ben. We do, uh, excuse me, you and Mitch uh, with the Yankees and the Mets. So uh, we're going real New York NL East specific on this podcast this week. Uh, I think it's going to lead to a good mix. (laughs) Great. So let's start it off, guys. Uh, who passes the eye test this week? Who's uh, What's your favorite ad? Let's start it off with Ben. Uh, so for me, I'm going to stay with my Braves on this one. I like Adam Duvall. I think uh, Mark, Nick Markakis broke his hand the other day. They are gonna they called uh, up Duvall to replace him. So he already hit a home run last night. And, uh, you know, I like, his, I like his power chances going forward. Yeah, I, I think that's disgusting. Duvall. I think that's a disgusting pick. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick that, but that's just disgusting. I mean, his last season in the majors, what, what did he hit? 200? Yeah, but he has I mean, 30 homers in the minors this year. So Yeah, in the minors. Now, now he's going to face real pitching, and he's going to hit 10, maybe? Not even? I mean, the 10 would be nice over two months. That's like one a week Ugh. if you're in a weekly league. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, he'll weigh your whole average down, but all right. If you need a power injection, he's your guy right now. He hits more home runs mm-hmm. than Marquez. Well, Mitch, if you think Duvall's so bad, who's your guy? I got this kid out of L.A. Just got called up for the fifth time this year. Uh, little Will Smith. I uh, I like his power chances better than Duvall's. And uh, you know, there's two types of teams in fantasy when you draft. You either have a catcher or you don't. So if you don't have one, go get this guy. It's a good one. And you know it's what? I, I have a catcher. I already got a catcher, but now I got two catchers because it's Will Smith. I'm not missing out on him. Yeah, Mitch, I, I got to say, I think you're a little pathological for getting Will Smith. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to split playing time. No, they already said, they already said he's uh, the starting catcher. Yeah, he's the starting catcher, but I mean, it's the Dodgers. They platoon like some motherfuckers. Nah, I think I you're going to get... I think he gets... I, I think, honestly... I, I, listen, I, I like Will Smith from a skills perspective, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm Mr. Bet on Skills on this podcast usually, but I think that you're going to see a guy sitting on your bench week in, week out, who plays three games a week, maybe four, and it goes one for four with a home run every other game. 
mm-hmm. and you're going to cut him after a week and a half. One for four with a home run every other game isn't the worst thing. Sorry, I mean, not a home run every other game. I mean, one for four every other game with a home run maybe once a week, which, according to Ben, is a, is a great uh, average statistic, is one home run a week. As long as you're hitting 200. Uh, but I, you know, man, I, I, I don't see Who's your starting catcher right now, Mitch? Uh, Wilson Ramos. Yeah, I just... This was more of a luxury I, sign. Like, hey, this guy gets hot yeah, down I the stretch. Yeah, I I don't know. Anna, Anna get in here. What, what are you thinking? How do you, how do you feel about Duvall and, and, and Will, Big Willie style Will Smith? I mean, I, I think Will Smith's promising. Uh, I like what I've seen from him, but I don't know if he'll be super consistent. Uh, and going back to Wilson Ramos, I don't have a ton of faith in him. Oh, yeah. him, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with a young gun, and here we go. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny, Mitch? I, I, I didn't even look at the games yesterday. Uh, full disclosure for, for those of you listening. So me and Mitch are going head-to-head this week in fantasy, and Mitch is kicking my ass so bad that I like couldn't bring myself to look at the box scores for yesterday's bad. game. It's not that Will bad. Smith went 3-for-3 three three with a home run <laughs> and six RBIs. <laughs> yeah, he's just okay. I mean, he might play. So I, I, I'd like to go ahead and take back everything I said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he hit 20 overs in the minors, and if we're judging guys just on minors alone, like Duval, I mean, this guy's an all-star. All right, so so far, I think I'm digging Will Smith a little bit above Adam Duval. Anna, who's who's your uh, who's passing your eye test? I really like Adam Eaton. I had the chance, so he's from the Nationals. I had a chance to see him in Here person when I went down to Philly a few weeks ago. Um, it was first time I'd been to Citizens Bank Park, and I was a little wary to go. Uh, because I hate Philly sports fans, but I liked uh, what I saw from him in person while playing the Phillies. And actually, to be honest, I probably have too many outfielders, but I was looking for somebody uh, with a little more consistency, a little more power. I also, one thing I like is when I'm selecting people off the waiver wires to look at the percent owned just to, you know, check my gut check and see how many other people are thinking similarly to me. So he's owned by, let's see, uh, according to my Yahoo statistics, he's owned by 46%, which I like. Uh, So he's he's been decent for me. He wasn't too good last night. but uh, And he's batting, what, uh, in the 280s. But I've been pleased with him so far. Yeah, I can dig that. I mean, Adam Eaton's a batting average guy. So, uh, like, I don't know about you. It, when it's me and I see a 280 average on Adam Eaton, I'm like, well, that's coming up like 20 points minimum. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but He's I, pretty hot lately, too. He's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I did go a little too crazy on the outfielders. We were talking about bad trades earlier before we uh, got, started the recording, and I made probably an ill-advised trade earlier in the season trading uh Albies for Conforto because I was stacking my Oof. Mets on the team and Albies was so-so at the time and then he went on a hot streak but still Adam Eaton's been a good trade for me or a good pickup yeah you know you are uh, you're playing with fire when you're uh, trading your quality young studs for <laughs> Mets I will say that I know but I pay and so much attention to the Mets games that it really uh I think aids in my setting my lineup if I have a lot of Mets. Yeah, that's fair. No, I like that pick. I, you know what? Every time I check the box score, it seems like he's showing up lately, so uh, I'm on board. Yeah, Eaton's on. I, I don't know if it's a hitting streak or not because I'm seeing that he had a double double header uh, a couple days ago, but it looks like he's on a four or five game hitting streak right now. If not, I mean, he's at least had a hit in the last four or five games. Uh, 
Yeah. That's quality hot streak right there, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the power, necessarily. Uh, but, like, Eaton, Eaton's a guy who's going to give you every category but power uh, as long as he's healthy. So yeah. that's always the if with him. Yep. All right, guys. Well, let's move on uh, then uh, on over to another segment of the week. Uh, time to bury the body. We uh, Every week, as our listeners know, we, we try out new <laughs> titles for these segments. Uh, this is a new title. Uh, favorite cut of the week, time to bury the body. Uh, and let's start this round with Mitch. Who are, you, who are you finally getting rid of? You know what? I don't have them, but if I did, I... Uh... I think we re- we renamed this segment to call, call it uh, "What the Hell Happened to Will Myers." <laughs> I mean, I, I was just thinking about it yesterday. I was like, "This guy's not playing," and I know they have like five outfielders out there, but like outside of injuries, this guy was always, you know, a, a future stud. Everyone was declaring, and now what's he hitting two fifteen? And he's never been an average guy, but they're just not even playing the guy anymore. It feels like. Yeah, Will Myers definitely. I remember that future stud was supposed to be the the savior of the Royals, uh, and then uh, gets traded. Uh, or I think yeah, he got traded to the uh, to the Rays, I believe. And it was like, oh, what a genius Rays move! And then boom, one year later, ship his ass out to San Diego, uh, where he got to be the man on a mediocre team. And then the minute they get good players, they're like, bye bye, Will. Yeah, yeah. he's hitting two fifteen. He's got 12 homers on the year, which sounds good, but it's actually pretty bad for this year's home run rate, I feel like. Well, yeah, I, I'm looking at his box score now. playing the, Going against going against Anna's Mets at the Mets, which is a better hitting environment than San Diego somehow. 0 for 1, 0 for 1, 0 for 1. Yeah, they're not even playing him. They're like pinch hitting him. I mean, 2016, he hit 28 homers, stole 28 bags. 2017, 30 homers, 20 stolen bags. He was hurt half last year. And then now it's like, eh, well, we're good, but... We're not going to use him. So I don't know yeah, how you could trust this guy going down the you gotta, stretch. you got to bury that body. Yeah. Absolutely. And who, who, who are you thinking this week? Who are you getting rid of? Uh, I got rid of Buster Posey, and uh, I think that... Ooh. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I've been pleased with my my choice. So Robinson Chirinos is my everyday catcher, and then Posey was my backup. And they also class him as first baseman, too, so he was able to fill in, in an emergency for me. But... Uh, you know, I don't. I think part of it might have been my own poor managing. It seemed like he. I was usually benching him when he had a good day, but he he hasn't been having a whole lot of good days, and he's batting two fifty eight on the year, um, which is a good meta average. But it wasn't doing much for my team, so I picked up Suzuki. Speaking of uh, young Braves, and I've been pretty happy with Suzuki so far. Nice. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's it's like what is the what does the fantasy world come to when Buster Posey is a good drop for the week? I'm I'm looking at his numbers right here, and not only is he hitting two fifty eight, and lately you know he obviously hasn't been hitting much, but he's he's playing like every other game. So it's not even like oh well when he plays he gives you quality stats. It's like no man he he doesn't really give you much, and I mean he's obviously hasn't had power for a couple of years, but yeah you're right. I mean that might be time to uh, time to bury that body over there. But uh, yeah Suzuki. Who was you? Who'd you say was your uh, your your normal catcher too? Robinson Chirinos. That's right, Chirinos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, man, what a year! What a what a what a time in, in a in a catching in the fantasy catching landscape. Really, I mean, it's it's. I feel like half the guys out there who are good play every other game, so I don't even know if it's worth playing them. You know. Oh, absolutely. And then I try and be really strategic with my catchers. You know, obviously, day game after night game, I keep an eye on the lineups. 
But then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably they're either both sitting or both playing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like this season. I mean, it might just be me. I don't know. You guys speak up if you if you think this is a Bernie specific problem. But I feel like between between the like the ten day IL now instead of the the fifteen day, which I know is obviously not a recent development, but then the like the rise of like kind of platooning. I feel like it's never been harder to set a lineup of guys who are actually playing. But back me up here if I'm if I'm right or wrong. No, I, I think you're right. And I, I try and wait till the last possible minute. Uh, I think if we really wanted fantasy to be even tougher, they wouldn't let you change it with, once the lineups are revealed. But I try and wait till the lineups are revealed and then play accordingly. Of course, that's not always a yeah. perfect indicator. Sure, sure. Yeah, you do. You can. We, we, we play. The three of us play in. There's there's two leagues that Ben and Mitch play in. They've got an NL league that's daily, but then we also play in a weekly league, so we can get real screwed with the injuries and with the platooning. Oh, man, I bet. Yeah. Ben, uh, Ben, let's, uh, let's go to you. Who are you? Whose body are you? Uh, are you buried? Who's your, who's your Will Myers of the week, Ben? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so along the same lines of Will Myers, um, I would say Austin Riley, another outfielder, is losing playing time. I think uh, I cut, I cut, I cut him in my. Getting rid of a Met. I uh, yeah, I cut him. I him in my Yahoo league. He's losing time to Ender Enciarte, who's back from an injury. So he has a forty percent strikeout rate in uh, this in July. So I think it's uh, time to give up on him for a while. Maybe he needs to go back down to the minors for a little bit and rediscover his swing. Oh, you're breaking my heart, Ben. I know, Mitch. Why don't you just cut Mitch, him already? Ben, Ben, I, yeah, bring, I bring it up, Mitch. So, Mitch, you picked up, you picked up, uh, Ryan. Ben, ben I hated that. Let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, Ben, I hated you cut him so badly that I just added him. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, he's a rookie. He's gonna struggle now that Markakis is out. Duval, you already heard my thing on him. He's not gonna hold it down. So Riley's gonna start playing close to every day. I think by the end of this couple weeks stretch, he's out. What's he out? Two months, Markakis. So you're yeah, going to play Riley the down the stretch. He's going to get hot again, and I'm going to win my fantasy championship because i got Riley now. Or more likely they <laughs> trade for Yasiel <laughs> Puig or someone else. Oh, I, I will say this. I, I'm kind of leaning towards Ben over Mitch uh, if we were to assign a winner uh, on this, uh, this kind of debate. I... Uh, I never really bought the breakout. Uh, he was hot. Nothing kind of nothing supported the breakout from underlying stats. I know that we don't we don't look at that. Love underlying stats on this podcast. I know, I know. You're right. I'm sorry I brought him up, but I, I will break, very briefly just say that I I never fully bought the breakout. Uh, it seemed just like the hot rookie that comes up, and you know, once the league figures him out, we'll see if he can adjust. Uh, so I'm you know I'm hoping Mitch uh, keeps him on the team. You know, keeps up him on, on that bench spot. <laughs> All right, now before we move on, does anybody else have any other – speak now or forever hold your peace. Anybody else you're, you're trying to tell the people out there to cut? I don't think so. No, we're good. All right. Well, let's move on to a new segment that we're trying out. It's called Coach's Challenge title pending uh (laughs) the idea is that uh we're gonna try and do almost like a debate style uh little segment so we're gonna have three different topics uh i'm gonna decide a winner and a loser uh between our two debaters uh just on like fun fantasy topics 
you know, we don't have to get all Stephen A. Smith on this thing. Uh, let's uh, let's start off with the uh, favorite type of player to take. Uh, we're going to get Anna and Ben. Uh, any type of player, you know, I mean, I mean, think of any fantasy baseball stereotype. You know, speaking of Austin Riley, you know, maybe it's the hot rookie that comes up and, you know, is going to set the league on fire. Maybe it's the overvalued veteran, you know, pitcher with a high strikeout ratio. Any, anything you want to say, uh, I'm going to give each of you 30 seconds uh, to make your case. Uh, and then we'll have maybe, let's say, a one-minute back-and-forth debate, and I'll pick a winner, and the winner will uh, go into battle Mitch next round. Uh, let's start with you, Anna. I love my multi-position utility guys. I've got Howie Kendrick and David Fletcher. Boom. Fletcher was a relatively recent pickup. They've both been pretty good for me, even when they're not projected to do well, and uh, I probably sit them, especially Fletcher, more than I should because, uh, you know, I'm the projections are great, and it's not always super sexy to have them on the field but i'm i'm quite happy with their performance and speaking of overvalued veterans i love pool host who has proven me wrong every time i've sat him this year <laughs> so and, where anna's going to start off strong with the multi-positional eligible players ben uh, who are you thinking you know anna i like that uh i like to go for that kind of player too but i'm gonna take something else for the purpose of this debate you know uh I'm a big fan of uh, the big power guys, so if I'm looking at the waiver wire, I, I usually kind of filter or sort for, you know, who has the highest homers available on the waiver wire, and, you know, as long as the average isn't too prohibitive, that's kind of the guy I try to go to to get a little injection in my team, but if you hadn't taken the multi-position utilities, Jeff McNeil was my uh, favorite ad uh, at the beginning of the season before I traded him, so definitely love that kind of player, too. <laughs> I, I, I the theme of the great Ben trades. <laughs> I still have him, and I play him pretty much every day because he rarely sits. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So let's hear it. Who's right? Who's wrong, guys? What are you? What are we thinking? High, high, low average power guys off the waivers, or just multi-positional eligibilities? Who's your Who's your preferred player? Nobody. Nobody wants to debate. <laughs> I mean, we already made our positions now. No, no, no. Oh, so I'm saying, like, state your position and then, you know, give me a point counter. Have you, have you ever seen uh, Pardon the Interruption, Ben? I have a few times. It's been a few years, <laughs> but yes. You know, have a little, have a little discussion. You know, let's, let's, let's hear it out. I'll give, you, I'll give you 30 more seconds on the clock. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can't beat homers. The homers help with RBIs. They help with OPS, you know, especially in our Yahoo League that counts for all those things. Homers give you several categories if you're hitting a lot of them. It's true, and uh, you do face the the problem of the multi-position utility guys not coming until late in the game sometimes, which obviously hurts their stats. I, I will concede that. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to give it to Ben. <laughs> Since I conceded guys... the point. <laughs> Since you conceded the point, I was, I was like, I'll be honest before, before that debate, I was actually kind of preferring the multi-positional utility guys because I tend to feel like those low average home run guys are just so dependent on hot streaks that it's like they, they can kill you every week that they're not absolutely, you know, just it's like, you know, you have one amazing week and then like three really bad ones, you know, what are you really doing? Whereas multi-positional utility is giving you so much lineup flexibility, but, uh, but uh, you know, you can see to the point. So I, I will declare Ben the, uh, the to ready to move on to round two, uh, where he will take on Mitch. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. 
Let's talk about stacking injured uh, star pitchers for the playoffs. I think this season in particular, we have quite a few uh, injured pitchers out there that could potentially come back for the playoff for fantasy. You know, we got your Brandon Woodruffs, your um, your Luis Severinos, your uh, Tyler Glasnows. Uh, are we for or against it? And Mitch, I'm going to let you start as the challenger. Well, I mean, if you look at my team, I'm obviously for it when I've got Glasnow on the... <laughs> I, I traded for Glasnow two weeks ago. I picked up Luke Weaver two months ago. I mean, I, I think it's a luxury that if you can afford to do it, you do it. I mean, if you've got the DL spots and you're, you know, say you're in first, second, third, and you know you're making the playoffs, waste a bench spot or two on these guys because it's just even more firepower down the road. But if you need the bench spot, obviously you can't really do it. Betty Boy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I'm glad you took that side of it because I was planning on taking the other side. I'm not really a fan of uh, waiting out injured stars because – more often than not, you see complications happen in the rehab. Uh, take uh, what's his name on the Pirates, Jameson Talion. Thought he was going to be back this month, but now he has probably has to undergo uh, arm surgery. So, you know, and and there there's a case where Luke we I had Luke Weaver earlier in the year in uh, a couple leagues, and I got rid of him because I just I don't trust his the rehab of these you know the the near UCL type injuries. So. You know, you, honestly, you gotta you gotta look at who's been putting together a good string of recent performances. That's that's what I value more over than trying to wait out injured stars that may or may not even come back this year. Look, I yeah, mean, thirty seconds, battle it up. I mean, look, Glasno. The reports have said it. I mean, very clear. Glasno has a good UCL. I mean, that's all I had to hear to say. Yep, let's get him. <laughs> so, I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, every every other week, one of these guys is gonna have a setback, but. Like I said, it's a luxury. If you can afford to wait it out and hope that, you know, by the championship or playoffs, they're back. And, you know, what, you roll the dice. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how many bench spots and, you know, what players are out there. There's a lot of factors for sure. But, you know, sometimes you just you just got to go with the healthy guys and hope that they don't break down because pitchers break down so often these days. You know what? I'm going with Ben on this one. I, uh, as, a, as a fellow uh, stashing of uh, hurt pitchers type of guy, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the light, Ben. Uh, I think you're moving on to the third and final debate question against Anna. Uh, and this is most overrated statistic in fantasy. So let me frame this one. You know, when we're playing everybody in one way or another, you're chasing a statistic. So whether it be oh, I really want to get a guy with a lot of RBIs or like, you know, oh, I like seeing pitchers with a lot of Ks. Um, let's talk most overrated statistic. And, and as a twist, if you really want to, I know we don't normally do it on the podcast, I'll let you throw in an advanced statistic that you just think is discussed way too much. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's start with you, Ben. Uh, I am going to go with saves. I think saves are the most overrated statistic in fantasy. Uh, just because they only give you one category, and in many leagues there's also a blown saves category, including ours, that could you know cancel out your you know what you what you did to start the closers. So I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of other statistics I could have picked, but you know uh, many others go hand in hand, and saves kind of stands alone with with the closers. So to me, I think uh, you know if you're if you're trying a strategy where you where you don't have any closers, I don't think you're really losing much. 
Anna, what's your stat? Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, the way in the league I'm playing this year, it's all pretty evenly weighted with the traditional statistics, and I've not found anything too too much of a setback. Uh, This is my first year playing with holds factored in, so piggybacking on the saves thing. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it uh, took me a little while to get used to so we play with saves plus holds which i think is good um but i yeah i would say (laughs) i guess i'd say holds and one thing that i find uh interesting is i keep thinking but it it would prevent you from wanting more nl players but i'm i'm really anti-dh but i'm thinking it would be cool if defensive errors were factored in to your batter's performances Mm. I don't know if that's a clear-cut yeah. enough answer. <laughs> it's a little around there. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of all over the place. Uh, so you're, you're coming out as saying the holds are the least, are the most overrated stat, and also kind of Pepsi twisting it into a little bit of, uh, of uh, also we should add defensive errors. Y- yes, I would like to put that uh, idea out into the universe. <laughs> Which is not the question, but I respect you for you know just like figuring out a way to get that in there. You you can uh, you can disregard that if you like. Fair enough. Uh, saves versus holds. Let's uh, let's hear it. Let's let's put thirty seconds on the clock. Uh, debate it out, guys. Uh, you know, I a lot of leagues don't play with holds, but I could I could see how both. Them, I mean, they're, if you kind of think about it, they're both really the same thing. You're essentially saying you 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 know your pitcher you know held on to the lead whether it's the end of the game or whether it's you know it's the seventh or eighth inning like it's basically the same thing it's just depending on where in the game it is so we're both kind of arguing the same thing here so uh yeah. i don't know i mean i, 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 I you know I, what I'm... go ahead bernie i think ahead. i i think i'm thinking that i don't know holds are it's I don't know. Just go big or go home. You know, it's it's no guarantee of anything good happening for you later on. Obviously, I can dig it. I'm gonna give this one to Anna because I just agree with her fundamentally. I think that holds are kind of go big or go home. I think it's <laughs> it's kind of the like, listen, are we? What are we counting here? We counting we counting holds? Are we gonna start you know counting you know like how quickly you know they pitched within the pitch limit time? You know, I agree. Uh, I'm kind of shocked now that the, so that's that's the end of the debate segment. I gotta say, I'm blown away that nobody picked wins and losses. Bernie, I was I was gonna jump in and just say they're both wrong for not even bringing it up. To be honest with you, yeah, it's a proven fact yeah, that yeah. it's like the uh, most overrated stat. I, I didn't want to be the annoying kid in the oh, class yeah. that had to talk over the teacher, but I mean, it's just it's just the worst. Well, you know, maybe, it's the maybe, worst. Maybe, maybe you do a better job on <laughs> your topic next time, and then you can be the one. <laughs> Who gets to bring up the obvious uh, on that? All right, great. Uh, good stuff, guys. Good stuff. We'll we'll try and we'll try and uh, we'll try and uh, calibrate up that debate format, I guess, a little bit for uh, for future episodes. Uh... Second to last segment, the penultimate segment, uh, it's the stash dash, uh, <laughs> recurring segment here. Uh, two to three stash candidates this week. Uh, players, maybe they're not doing great, but you think they're going to be good. Maybe these are injured players. Um, let's just, uh, yeah, some somebody that you're kind of like, you know what, 
not this week, but you're going to want him in a couple weeks. Maybe it's the playoffs, whenever. Uh, let's start with you, Mitch. Um, A guy who I kind of like. I, I mean, I don't have him on my team. But uh, Alex Wood, he's finally healthy. He's probably not ready to go yet. But, you know, what? if the guy gets hot and pitches well down the stretch, he's a nice, you know, back end of the rotation guy to have for your team. Yeah, Wood's a stud when he gets hot for sure. Are you at all concerned about him, you know, pitching in the Great American Launching Pad? I mean, yeah, I guess. But down the stretch, you're looking for anything. You know what? Maybe you stream him on an away start. I don't know. But, yeah, that is also a slight concern. Uh, Anna, Anna, who are you thinking? Who are you stashing up? Well, imagine my surprise when I open Fantasy this morning and see uh, Sergio Romo has uh, gone to the Twins, and so he's technically not active right now, but he's been really good for me, and I don't have uh, too many relievers, actually. I tend to lean more heavily on starters. I have him and Mario Petit, who's also been great for me. So uh, I'm hoping once he's officially active, he uh, he does a good job for me again. Saves and holds, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say that the uh, as a as a uh, f- I'm not sure if I cut him or not, but the as an owner of the uh, the Twins reliever, that they need a lot of help in the bullpen. So I do like the Romo addition. I feel like any it doesn't even matter if he gets the closers job immediately. If he can pitch, he will get the closers job. Yeah. <laughs> he is a closer on the Twins, and that's all you need at a certain point. <laughs> Benny boy, who are we looking to stash? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with Izan Diaz. I'm not sure I meant said this last episode, but I, I really, I just actually traded him to, to pick up a better star, but I think he's a, he's, once they get rid of Starling Castro, I think, I think he'll uh, be a mainstay with the Marlins. He's got, he's a great power steals combo guy, so I, I, he was, appeared in the Futures game, so. I think he's a good stash candidate if you're looking for someone. He's on Diaz. Yeah, he's a Marlins guy. Did he come back in the uh, Yelich trade? Yes, he was. Uh, he was part of the return for Christian Yelich last year. That's an interesting name, Ben. I gotta say, I don't actually know anything about uh, Diaz. Yeah. But uh, but sell me on him a little bit. Uh, well, I mean, he's. It's hard to argue uh, that he's hit a lot of homers because everyone's hit a lot of homers in the International League this year, or AAA rather, just because of the new ball. And you, we can go on a long time about the new ball and how it's affecting the game down there. But, you know, he has 143 weighted burns created, and he's, you know, his average is well over 300 at this point. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before they get rid of Starling Castro. His contract's up at the end of the year anyway, so I expect him to be the opening day guy at second base for the Marlins next year. Right on. He's on Diaz. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Again, don't know much about him, but I, uh, the fact that he's out there and Ben knows about him, I respect that. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our last segment. Uh, we've got about, you know, five, ten minutes left of the pod. Uh, just kind of for fun. Uh, let's talk a little playoffs. Uh, I want to ask everybody two questions. Uh, Let's go with number one uh, favorite playoff sleeper team in real life. So a favorite team that you're looking at and you're like, oh, shit, I think they can make the playoffs. No one's talking about them. 
And favorite second half fantasy sleeper. This could be, you know, this year specific. Like, oh, I think, you know, Ahmed Rosario is going to get hot based on XYZ. Or it could just be like, like I think traditionally so-and-so gets hot in the second half. And I don't care if none of the stats say he's doing well. I think you pick him up. Uh, let's start with Anna. Who are you, who are you thinking? Um, uh, go to somebody else first. <laughs> I'm still thinking about this. Moving right along to Benji Steinheimer. Let's hear it. Uh, well, off the top of my head, I'm going to have to go back to my Braves knowledge and go with another outfielder that I haven't mentioned yet. Isn't this a great trend that we're doing today? Ender Enciarte. Uh, he usually oh. he, he usually has good second halves, and uh, you know he's back with the big league club after uh, you know after some time rehabbing and. Yeah, I mean, with Marcakis going down, I think there's and Riley not performing as well. I think there's a chance for Enciarte to stick so long as the Braves don't actually, you know, trade him or trade for an outfielder. So, you know, if you're looking for an outfielder, Path to playing time. Yep. <laughs> and who is your favorite? That's that's an interesting one, but I gotta be honest, I I I, I love making fun of you on this podcast because I think that's just. Easy I think it's do. funny, but I, I, I <laughs> but I will say that Ender and Ciarte, I like that pick a whole lot. I think a good average guy, if they do let him play in that lineup, I think you can expect a lot of runs because I think he'll work his way up to the top of the lineup. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can't can't knock it. Uh, favorite players playoff sleeper team in real life, Ben? Who are you thinking? Uh, you know, the Athletics did it last year, and they just made a couple small trades to bolster their pitching depth. I, I think they have a chance at that second wild card again. If they can, you know, stay hot a little bit, I, I think. I think I like their young players. I like Loriano. I like Olsen. I like, I guess, uh, Simeon, or however you pronounce his name, is a little older. But I, I like their core of position players, and they actually have a Virginia Tech grad that plays for them semi-regularly named Chad Pender, for those Virginia Tech alumni listening out there. Um but yeah, I think the, if the Athletics can get hot, I think they're an interesting sleeper team to sneak into the wild card spot. You know how to pronounce his name, Ben. It's Marcus Seaman. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're gonna go there, then yes. Yeah. No, I love it. I love the call. Uh, I love the A's. It haunts me every day that I cut Ramon Laureano, even though I knew going into the season how good he was. Uh, yeah. And and their pitching's only gonna get better too. You didn't even bring that up, but that's. I mean. I still believe Jesus Luzardo is coming up. Uh, the reports are honestly looking pretty good, even though from a fantasy perspective, I don't know how highly I'd like recommend him because every time the reports look good, he does something to fuck himself up. Uh, and then you've got the uh, – I always forget his name, but the dude they nicknamed the Giraffe who threw that no-hitter last year and then like tore up his shoulder. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, Brett Anderson? I'm not really sure who you're talking no, about. No, 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 no. Yeah, to do. I'm gonna Bassett? look it up real Chris quick. Bassett? No, A's pitcher, no hitter, 2018, maybe 2017 even. MLB no hitters. I'm gonna get this. This is yeah, hot bad, our bad radio segment. No, it's okay. Walker Bueller threw. Oh, Sean Manea. Damn, Walker Bueller threw a no hitter. Is that real? I'm on ESPN. Oh, no. Walker Bueller was part of a combined no-hitter. I can't believe they keep track of that. I forgot about Sean Manea. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Sean Manea. Sean Manea. So, yeah. So, they got some nice, uh, they got some nice uh, pitching that I think is kind of on its way up to the majors. Uh, Mitch, let's go to you next. So, you want to know what a, a uh, team that's going to make the playoffs no one's talking about? 
toss me a team that's going to make the playoffs and toss me a fantasy second half guy that uh, that you're excited about. All right, second half. All right, so second half guy. I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep beating this horse into the ground. Scooter Gannett. I mean, I think I always try to talk about him whenever I can. (laughs) He's gonna get hot eventually. I mean, he's a great player. So. If he could just get some consistent playing time and start hitting the ball, I mean that would be great for what I'm saying. But uh, yeah, that, that's my guy. For you to lose because you're dying with Scooter Gennett. I I mean I got Daniel Murphy just holding it down barely, but I mean I'd love to see Scooter just get hot. And then uh, team that's gonna make the playoffs. No one's. I mean they're kind of talking about them as will they sell? Will they not? I think it's the Giants. I think. We're going to get on this whole Bruce oh. Bruce Bochy retirement tour. The team's going to do it for Bruce. It's going to be a great storyline. You know, they're going to make a 30 for 30 about it someday. So uh, keep your eyes on the Giants. They're going to, they're going to slip in there. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can't say I agree with you at all on the Giants uh, like I did with Ben on the A's. But um, weirder things have happened. So I'm not going to totally dismiss it. It's just it's so hard for me to believe a team that has that little talent like across the board <laughs> they're not good. is going to no, make the playoffs. They're not good. It's, I mean it's just, you're like I mean I mean like I would I would argue their best player is either a completely well I mean a no longer over the hill but still like a shell of his former self Madison Bumgarner. And I mean like Pablo Sandoval's their three-hole hitter. I, that's just insane. Yeah, but it's an it's an odd year. Don't they always like win or make the playoffs in odd years? Or is it yeah even? up until they stopped? <laughs> well, we're <laughs> the back on that thing. Years they won championships. <laughs> oh, All right, Anna, br- bring us home with some sensibility here. Who who's a real team that might make the playoffs? In <laughs> no, I don't know that you're gonna like this because I was gonna say the Giants too, but <laughs> oh <laughs> no, <laughs> this uh, is insane. I I really was. I mean, granted. They were playing against my Mets, but I was really impressed by some of, of their plays against the Mets in the recent series. Uh, Yastrzemski is looking, you know, gradually better and better. Uh, man, I feel bad for his dad because it seems to have skipped a generation, the the baseball Probably skill. Terms. But, <laughs> uh, I, you know, he's, uh, he's hitting okay. I think he's going to keep getting better. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on Sandoval. I'm like, how is... How is either How's three hitter? Happening? How is this happening? But. I, I, I want I want to be on the record. I love that he's their three hole hitter. It it brings me so much joy to know that somehow it's 2019 and no team in baseball wants Pablo Sandoval. He's on the Giants for what felt like a reason of fan service while we tank, and he's the three hole hitter and he's hitting. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they're only I think two and a half games back in the wild card. I'm impressed by what I saw, even though. Uh, their record hadn't been great. Uh, so I, I'll, I'm sticking with them. And then uh, for fantasy, um, I'd say, I mean, I like Suzuki. He's only batting two, 263 right now. Uh, but I, I think he could heat up again. Uh, and then definitely, I, I wouldn't call this guy a sleeper at all, but uh, Giolito has been great for me. And uh, mm. I, I call him... I started out calling him Hiolito, and it it hasn't Ew. it hasn't left. And uh, I he's eleven and five. I'm I'm impressed with his record. His ERA is a little high for my liking. 
Right, but he's playing in that extreme hitters park over there in yeah. uh, in Chicago. But you're buying you're buying the breakout to the point that you think the second half is going to be really good too. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Hey, that's good for me. I got him too. <laughs> All right, so to wrap things up, I, I have a fun idea. I have not told any of the other participants in this fantasy podcast about this. I want to look at some random trades. Uh, I'm not going to say whose trades they are, and I just want Anna to evaluate them. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a trade, and Anna, you, you tell me who kind of won the trade, okay? Okay. So we're going to start with, with this one. Um, one t- Team A received Josh Hader and Kirby Yates, right, those relievers, mm-hmm. and Team B received Paul DeYoung and Carlos Martinez. <laughs> Who do you think won that trade? Uh, I would say the team that received Kirby Yates won. Huh. Wow. Okay, that's, that's impressive huh. uh, and very interesting. Wow. Uh, huh. interesting. Let's go to another trade. Um, <laughs> okay, this is an interesting one. Uh, one team received... Uh, Victor Robles of the Washington Nationals, and the other team received Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, which which team would you say won that trade? Ooh, uh, you know I haven't been tracking Guerrero Jr. too heavily after the All Star break. I'm not a huge fan of sending people to the the Derby, but uh, I would say the Guerrero team won. Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> the final trade, the final trade, I'd like you to evaluate. One, I can barely say this with a straight face. One team received uh, Kyle Tucker, the uh, the the superstar minor leaguer from the Houston Astros, who is gonna maybe get the call if he gets traded. Uh, and one team received Washington National shortstop Trey Turner. Who who would you say won that trade? Oh, you know this year has really uh, made me a believer and. In- picking up the young guys coming up because I, I got Alonzo before he was technically active. I drafted him and obviously he's been great. So I, I'm going to go with the minor leaguer one. You're going to go with the minor leaguer over, wait, over wait. first round selection, <laughs> Trey Turner. Wait, also this trade was made two months That's ago, funny. mind you. Wait, this trade was made two, mi- two months ago. Not, not <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was going to say, I want to know about uh, the, the backstory behind these trades in terms of the, uh, the people whose teams they are. <laughs> So, in a, in a let, let, so let's 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 start off with this. So the first two trades, the team that you that you sided against was Ben Steinheimer's team. Yeah. <laughs> Both that- times, and then the third trade, you somehow miraculously went pro Ben Steinheimer. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> all three trades were Ben Steinheimer trades. <laughs> Is this a less than popular opinion I've got? It's pro Ben Steinheimer. I, I think that most people would take <laughs> Trey Turner over Kyle Tucker. Number one, in terms of Kyle Tucker hasn't played this year. And number two, in terms of Trey Turner has 21 stolen bases and is hitting 290 on the season. Yeah, I mean, but, but I, I like the stolen bases. I think that's one thing I know my team particularly is really lacking. But I don't know. I, I like the young guys. They're not, you know, if he's granted, it's not always a great indicator if they're tearing it up in the minors but they're they're hungry they're fresh off the minors they want to prove themselves they're not tired midway through the season at this point so i'll i'll take the minor leaguer i'm sticking by that 
You know what? I have to say this. As much as I was leading you to pick uh, to pick me in that last trade, uh, I I definitely respect the uh, the pro minor leaguer uh, viewpoint. I think everybody in this podcast is pretty uh, scoop them up while they're about to get called up, not when they do get called up. And and so I think we can all kind of on some level respect that, even though we're we're clearly leading you to uh, make fun of Ben Steinheimer's trading <laughs> abilities. I, I'm very contrary, so um, maybe I I could tell you were leading me towards that, and I wanted to say the opposite thing, perhaps. That last one was that last one was was not very subtle on my part. <laughs> hey. Okay. Well, with, that is gonna wrap it up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say with uh with risk comes reward, sometimes. With risk, with great risk comes reward. Uh, and with that, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, Ben, any last words? I think we lost Ben. Did we lose Ben? Well, he he didn't say anything during that entire. Did, did we just segment. offend? Did Ben just get so offended that he just called off? Just called <laughs> it off. Just backed out. This is you know every week on this podcast something happens. Uh, is this the first speaking of which we would like to jumps off mid podcast? <laughs> just so offended by how we were making fun of his inability to trade that he just he just absolutely would not stand for it and left the pod. Uh, Mitch, any last words? No, I, I'm just, I'm worried about Ben now. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, thanks for joining us. Anything you want to say to the people? Uh, nope. Long live Pete Alonzo. Long live Pete Alonzo. And on that note, uh, maybe that's how we end every podcast. Thanks for listening, and long live Pete Alonzo. Bye.